Episode 49, The Ongoing Facebook Funeral, read by your author, David Koff. A steaming bag of shit. Longtime readers of mine, both here in my Substack newsletter and on my Medium page, know that I'm a vocal critic of Facebook. I've written about their deceit in the Cambridge Analytica scandal. I've authored an article on how to limit the data that you share with Facebook. I've written about how and why to delete Facebook and all social media apps from your smartphone. And I've repeatedly warned parents about the very real dangers of exposing their children to Facebook and social media. I've been consistent in my warnings about Facebook in particular because they aren't an ethical, kind, or trustworthy corporation. Instead, they prey on users by using their data to compile accurate dossiers about who they are, and then they use that data to surveil and market to them. There are very good reasons why Facebook was fined $5 billion, with a B, dollars by the FTC. Because the company regularly flaunts regulations, restrictions, laws, and, more importantly, our shared ethics and morals around concepts like truth, privacy, democracy, and security. Not surprisingly, some time ago, I changed my own social media behaviors radically. I deleted all social media apps from my smartphone. I locked my Facebook account down using a really fun and free tool called Jumbo. I only surf to the Facebook website using browsers like Brave, which can block all trackers, fingerprinting, and cookies. More importantly, I just reduced the amount of time I spend on all social media by about 85%, and my life is far better as a result of making these changes. Give them a try yourself, and I'm sure you'll find that yours will be as well. Additional proof if you need it, which you don't. Yesterday, October 4th, 2021, Francis Hagen gave explosive testimony before the United States Senate. Hagen, a former algorithmic product manager at Facebook, revealed that not only is the company doing harm to children, politics, and democracy, but that they are absolutely aware of these problems despite public claims to the contrary. Earlier this year, Hagen secretly released thousands of pages of internal documentation from the company to the Wall Street Journal, revealing a treasure trove that reveals the company knew full well that its products were toxic to teenage girls and that they were giving special treatment to VIPs and that they can't really deal with the onslaught of viral and angry misinformation. This week on the TV show 60 Minutes, Hagen came forward as the whistleblower who provided those documents. During that broadcast, she uttered the following gem. When you have a system that you know can be hacked with anger, it's easier to provoke people into anger. And publishers are saying, oh, if I do more angry, polarizing, divisive content, I get more money. Facebook has set up a system of incentives that is pulling people apart, end quote. If you missed Ms. Hagen's congressional testimony yesterday, you should watch it at the link I just provided because pigs flew. And by that, I mean senators from both political parties agreed that Facebook must be held accountable. And folks, when Republican senators like Marsha Blackburn, John Thune, and 
Ted Cruz find themselves agreeing in principle with Democratic senators like Amy Klobuchar, Richard Blumenthal, and Edward Markey, we are standing on very rare ground indeed. Facebook's response. The Wall Street Journal's expose on Facebook was published on September 13th, 2021. The company, including its CEO, remained silent. Then it learned about Ms. Hagen coming forward as the whistleblower. Well, as you might expect from a publicly traded company that masquerades as a steaming bag of shit, Facebook immediately went into PR crisis mode. October 2nd, 2021. The company's VP of Policy and Global Affairs, Nick Clegg, sent a memo to all Facebook staff refuting Ms. Hagen's claims before she'd even appeared before Congress or on 60 Minutes. October 3rd, 2021. Facebook's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, posts about sailing with his wife and friends prior to Ms. Hagen's appearance later that evening on 60 Minutes, still silent on the matter of her claims. October 5th, 2021, at 10.47 a.m. After her congressional testimony, Andy Stone, a company rep, tweeted a statement meant to undermine Ms. Hagen by saying that, quote, she worked at the company for less than two years, had no direct reports, and never met with any C-level executives, end quote. Hour and 15 minutes later, at about noon, Mark Zuckerberg releases a public statement. It admits no guilt and instead tries to rally his staff by claiming that, quote, it's frustrating to see the good work we do get mischaracterized, unquote. Notably absent from the CEO's post, any denials that the documentation Ms. Hagen provided was false, forged, manufactured, or otherwise untrue. You can read more in the company's disgusting and embarrassing efforts at this link. What happens now? Facebook will come under fire again. In the past, they've simply paid fines, some of them massive, and then watched as Washington DC failed to regulate the company in any meaningful way. But I believe this time will be different. One, financial blowback will occur as their stock takes a hit. Two, charges of SEC violations and the fines and penalties they will carry will be imposed. The complaints that Ms. Hagen submitted to the SEC demonstrate with proof how the company, quote, violated U.S. securities laws by making material misrepresentations and omissions in statements to investors and prospective investors. Three, Legislation and or regulation is now possible because both Republicans and Democrats agree on something for a change. And four, the massive number of verifiable documents provided by Ms. Hagen now provides a smoking gun. And that helps parents and their children to leave Facebook-owned platforms like Instagram and WhatsApp. And more importantly, it helps Congress to know for certain that any regulation it passes is being done for the right improvable reasons. Would I hold my breath? No, but I am optimistic. At its core, I still believe in the power of social media to help bring people together in joy and in shared experiences. But coming together online needs to better reflect how people operate offline. In the real world, the offline world, 
People don't get together to yell and scream at each other without mercy. We don't constantly get triggered about politics and the supposed dangers of vaccinations. We also talk about school, sports, hobbies, family, and yes, sometimes more hot button issues as well. So until social media can be better regulated or forced to protect the most vulnerable among us, and I count both the young and the ignorant in that group, then it shouldn't be allowed to thrive or create a profit off of our personal data. And that's a wrap for today's episode, everyone. Thanks again for subscribing and supporting independent technology journalism. Thank you in advance for using the link below to share Tech Talk with your friends, family, and colleagues. And as always, surf safe.